Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. It's me, Mario. Yahoo! <laughs> Yahoo! The curtain. Well, <laughs> that should be the end of the episode, but. Uh, that's it. Um, what do we play? We played Mario for the Nintendo 64. We have so many more bits, dude, now. So many more bits. Not only like comedic bits, but bits to work with while playing video games. Many bits. All the bits. Yeah. Um, so we did. Uh, and I, I said that, I, did, did you even, li- I, don't, I don't think you did. Did you listen to the little teaser like, hey. And oh, yeah. No, 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 no. No, of course you didn't. No. Yep. Talent. I'm the talent. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so I, I, I primed people, but since this is our first N64 episode, I, I will prime people again. Um, uh, for a lot of the N64 PS1 era, you were an N64 kid. Yes, I was right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was a PS1 kid. Mm. Um, so we will be introducing each other to a lot of these games, right? So Yes. Um, uh, and that's uh, fine. Nothing else changes about the format. Um, so Super Mario 64, uh, launch title for the N64, uh, actually came out in Japan and North America the same year, but several months apart. They had to localize the Yahoos and the Yippies. You know? Right, yeah. Yeah. Even um, though it, it would have been Italian <laughs> for both parties. Yeah, that, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 96, mm-hmm. right? Which is funny because we've played a few like Atari port games and a few like arcade port games. So when I was, I was typing that year into the show doc, I was like, wait, Really? Like, I had to look back at the Wikipedia article. Oh, yeah, 1996. Yeah, yeah. What do you? 96. Yeah. Um, so, 96. Uh, what's your st- experience? <laughs> like, I wasn't intending to go there, but it just took so long for those words to come out. I was like, I, I can own this. So, this was definitely... Okay, so this was when my parents would say I had a crippling video game addiction. I thought I had a fun hobby. Like like all 12-year-old children in the suburbs, you you were dangerously addicted to this thing that made you a violent psychopath. Exactly, with all of its bright colors and, and, <laughs> and running around and all that fun stuff. But no, um, my parents got me a uh, Nintendo 64. Um, I believe it was because, uh, if I remember correctly, they, um, they, they wanted to get me a different system or I asked for a different system. I forget. I forgot which one. And then they're like, "Well, we can't get that one, so just have an N sixty four. So I was like mildly disappointed. <laughs> but then I started playing, you know, Mario, and I was like, "This is amazing." So this is a game that I personally owned and just played the ever loving bejesus out of. Like, <laughs> and it is a mostly mostly a solo experience. So I don't think that this is one where we would regularly like have Mario parties. Uh, <laughs> but that where came we, later. We're like we would have people over, and like we would all play Mario. There were other games that you know, like we had a better multiplayer experience. This was definitely one where I just shut myself in the room, poured hours into it, and this was also one of the first ones I can strongly remember. Um, there being like those fan theories, you know, where like. Oh, yeah, like if you double jump over here and then backflip, then Boo comes out and kills you. Yeah, yeah. And, and the one that I remember the most was like, what happened if you got all 100 or however many stars are there? 160? 120, and then there's like a secret star that's like not on the list somehow. There, there's some weird 
thing yeah. that makes it like not the number you think it is. But like, that, oh, then you could play as Bowser or whatever. It was it was actually that you could get Yoshi. Oh yes. I remember that fan theory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was right up there with like if you stare at this truck in Pokemon long enough, you will unlock Mewtwo or whatever it was. Exactly. So I just remember being like, this is a valuable use of my time. And then like playing and playing and playing. And somebody being like, nah, man, nah, I did it. I played it. You get a hundred lives. Mm. And I was like, but you've but you have infinity continues. You have infinity continues, <laughs> and you've literally done everything there is to do in the game. Why would you? You're, you're trying to use Disney bucks as a Caesar's palace, like. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, that was my nostalgia experience, and I assume that you had none or very little. So very little, but mm. not not none. Um, so I uh had friends that had N64s, um, and I I played this a little bit at their house, but it it's the the scope of Mario 64 compared to even Super Mario World, let alone any of the earlier Mario games, is massive, right? The just yes. huge gap in Tremendous scope. amount of game there. Yes. So, you know, you, you play it for a few minutes, but you don't really understand how much of the... Right, you're in the cave looking at the shadows on the wall. Like, you have no idea how wide the world is. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you have what we, we the intergalactic call a very planetary mindset. Yes, ex- the very <laughs> same. Um so I, I kind of like, I was like, oh, yeah, this game is like really big and like I've never come close to beating it, but I didn't really understand. Um, many, many, many years later, uh, I had a friend, a uh, roommate that had a, uh, a DS and mm-hmm. they re-released it on the DS with like some upgrades and some weird things like you could play as Wario, I think. And like hmm. just, other, you know, I mean, it's basically sprite swap, but um, basically the same kind of game. And I remember the feeling of what happened. I sat down to play it. I played it for probably about an hour and then never attempted to play it again. Like, I just remember this feeling of being like, I am absolutely and unequivocally done with this. (laughs) And I I don't know if it was frustration. I don't know if I was just bored, but I just remember never then going back to it. And the reason I wanted to play his DS port is I was like, oh, well, this is a game I'm supposed to have played. Right. right, like this is like a legendary game. It's like the Citizen Kane of right. You know, yeah, I, I felt like it was an, a gaming experience I was supposed to have, and I, I just for whatever reason I was like, no, absolutely not. So when we decided we were going to add in uh, the N64 and PlayStation original PlayStation era, um, I was like, well, what what else are we going to start with? Like, what else could possibly come first? Yes, I mean, you know, I mean, especially because you know we started our series with Super Mario World. If we're going to break into a new console generation, it it has to be Super Mario 64. Yes. Can't wait till we get to the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that being said uh visuals i hear rumors nay legends that this game had them it, yeah so uh here's the thing um i'm gonna try really hard as we talk about uh playstation era n64 era games to not crap all over n64 era graphics uh because nobody loves low poly let me rephrase that no one whose opinion i respect loves low poly and if you don't like that go outside of your house and start screaming <laughs> yeah, at us get us some feedback um because uh, the hoof hands of Final Fantasy VII just doesn't, it, did, it didn't look good then. It certainly didn't age well. Um, that, that being said, this actually looks pretty okay because the super cartoony style lends itself to the exaggerated uh, corners and points where you don't think there should be corners and points of the Mario universe. So it's like, you knew as a kid, like, this isn't really what he's supposed to look like. Like, his nose shouldn't have all those corners. But it, you're just, like, kind of okay with it. Like, yeah. it, it was just, even now, like, in hindsight, playing it as an adult who has played much higher fidelity Mario's, I was just like, his graphics are actually pretty fine. Yeah. Where they started to fall down was in 
textures. Mm. Everything that was solid colors looked great. Mario looks great because he's like four colors, right? The piranha plants, most of the enemies, like they're like four or five colors. They look fine. But like the stone that you walk on, Mm. the like wood textures, like snowy ice textures, like those all look like poorly compressed JPEGs, which is probably what they are. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I could definitely feel you on that one. Um, I, I do believe, I do agree that the, uh, you know, the 3D, the very highly, like you said, colored animated style, I think that that does lend itself to put it, to put itself on the, the left side of the uncanny valley, you know, to where it's like they're not, your brain doesn't try to make it really like a strong person. You know, it's, it's like, you know, Mickey, if he was like rendered with like, you know, giant circles for hands you're like oh, well it's still, <laughs> right. it's oh, still it's, mickey, it's mickey. Yeah. yeah i don't know if he's got like magnets in there and that's how he's picking stuff up but you know whatever <laughs> um one of the things that i think they did really well um that i would never have noticed when i was younger but i noticed now is their use so like like you said like this game has limited power right it can't render all of this <clears throat> all of this delicious 3d and like continue chugging so what i noticed was a good use of two dimension within three dimension you know um, a couple of the examples that I can think of off the top of my head are uh, the in the first one, the Babom, Babom Wonderland, King King, King Babom. Yeah, anyways, but, sex sex Babom. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, four. <laughs> um, but uh, is in that level there are these giant like cannonballs that come rolling down the hill at oh, you. Yeah, yeah, they're they're two dimensional. Yes. You know, like things like that. But, where, but your brain tells you they're three-dimensional because the way they're shaded, it's like, oh, that's a sphere. But exactly. they're absolutely not. Yeah. And like they come at you and, and when they even when they hit you, it doesn't feel like, oh, I got decked by a piece of paper. And also, too, one of the other ones I thought was a clever use was um, in the whenever there's lava, the bubbling of the lava, the bubbles are two-dimensional. Yes. Yeah. The, the little like bloop. Yeah. yeah. So little things like that where they did it, to, they, they like really enrich the world, but don't cause the, the you know, N64 to melt under, <laughs> under the strain. I thought it was like, again, and Nintendo is known for this, for being clever with their resources. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a very kind of, because, you know, I'm sure that they were looking at this giant lake of lava and they're like, we, it has to be bubbling. Otherwise, it's just red. It's red water. Yeah, it's red water. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look right. And it's like, well, we can't have these like giant bubbles. It's going to screw everything up, you know? It's like, well, well, what if we just had pictures of bubbles that looked like the bubbles? And it's like, oh, no, that'll work. So I thought that was actually a clever use of space and power. It is. And and they, uh, something where that falls down, which the, like where the power, the limited power kind of bit them is in draw distance. Because in 3D games, that's a thing you have to care about. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, like the bomb cannons. Like you talk to the friendly sex bomb bombs and mm-hmm. they open the little thing and then the little cannon comes out. And if you are way on the other side of the map and you look at one of those, it appears open no matter what Mm -hmm. because the pit is rendered. The little lid is not being rendered. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a weird – I'm sure there's a good reason that it's like, okay, we already have the texture stored in memory so we can draw more stone. But what we don't have stored in memory is the little picture of the Mm bomb, right? So it's just like – a quirk of the the limited resources, but it was one of those things that like once I noticed every time I saw an open cannon, I was like, did I open the cannon in this course? Are we, what? Yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see that. And, and it is definitely a, and, and, it, and something that we, I think need to address is that the fact that this is, you know, again, the birth of a new, this is going from two dimensions to three dimensions. And as a very wise man once said that, that <laughs> ain't easy. It ain't even quantifiable, you know? Um, so, so that being said, like, 
it is difficult for me, especially viewing it through nostalgia goggles, um, to, you know, not like in some areas, there are definitely some areas where I was like, oh, that was, that was the worst. But there are definitely some areas too where I'm like, considering, I mean, I can't help but juxtapose this to Sonic, which we also did because like our first episode was <laughs> Mario, yeah. second episode was Sonic. So if we're going to juxtapose it, oh, that should be our next. Right. Not, oh, God. Do we want to do that to ourselves? <laughs> I mean, no, but, but we're professionals. We run, we run a good show here. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So you, you compare it to that, it's just kind of like, well, there are definitely some nuances that were missed. But, uh, but you know, considering that literally they were adding an entire other dimension, and the next time they do that, we're going to be playing a four-dimensional game, you know, which I'm down for. Um, Braid. Kind of. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, one of the other um, things I thought was uh, interesting, it, an interesting... Um, thing that actually I, I didn't kind of notice when I was younger, but I kind of I picked up on now that all other Mario games did once they moved to the third dimension is rendering the shadow of your jump so you know where you're going to land. Yes. And that is super necessary. Crucial. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't have that, you, you're just kind of guessing. Yeah. No, and it's actually, it's so crucial that uh, I caught myself not doing it at first and missing a bunch of jumps. And then when I was like, Look at the shot. I was, oh, yeah, 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 yes. And it, I mean, I've played other 3D Marios, which we'll talk about. But, <laughs> I, but I was just like, how did I even forget this? And it's like, oh, because I've been playing all these 2D games where you don't have a jump shadow because you can see the, the exact place you're going to land because you're only measuring that X and Y coordinate, right? And the Z axis screws everything up. Um, I did kind of fall into a weird place with some of the graphics, though, where, uh, like, the Piranha Plant is, like, not... I don't think... It's not right. Like, it, the balance of colors are wrong. I don't know why. Like, it, <laughs> like, the, like, the dots aren't big enough. And, like, the Goomba face and shape is, like, wrong. And, like, Bowser is, like, more cute than threatening. He looks actually... I'd agree with that. Right? Like, he actually looks pretty good. But he's this, like, weird kind of cutesy... He almost looks like a children's toy. Yeah, I think that... If I remember correctly, I, I would agree with you that Bowser, like seeing him now versus seeing, you know, you know, Mega Bowser in like the current games, <laughs> you know, uh, definitely he's, I mean, he is super low poly. And, and, and in this case, it kind of shows just because by the very nature of what he is, he's like complex, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that being of, a lot of spikes, the big turtle shell, the red hair. Yeah. But I mean, I just still remember like the things that hit me about Bowser when I first played this was a, the music, which we'll get into was so, so greatly paired with him and like him showing up. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh God, like it's super, super. And he was so big and like looming, yeah, you know? And I was just kind of like, yes. Oh God, this is all, this is what Bowser has always been. And now definitely looking back at Bowser, I was like, Oh, like he, 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 he looks like, you know, the, the progenitor of all the other bowsers you know like <laughs> the first bowser that evolution like hadn't quite gotten right yet, like an anarchic bowser you know yeah no it's, it's i think it's it's something about the mouth and the eyes because the body actually looks pretty good right because he has claws so you can make his hands pointy and his feet pointy and his shell is pointy so like all of that in low poly works pretty well because triangles um but <laughs> when you get to the face and you need basically the only part on his body that has noticeable curves right he almost has like a puppy dog's face like mm -hmm. big kind of round mm -hmm. cheeks and stuff and it just doesn't doesn't work in low poly just super doesn't work and he doesn't ever quite look like that again for obvious reasons because they already knew what bowser looked like he'd been drawn in yeah. 2d right and then they did the best they could with the pixel sprites 
But then when they got to 3D, they were just like, oh, this this is what we got. Unless we make him 10 times Mario's size, and then we'd have more triangles to work with. But then the N64 will crash to two frames per second. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and uh, one of the other the things, and the last thing I have for um, for visuals is that you can you can tell. I'm not saying that you know, like, like obviously, you're not going to go back in this and be like, "Oh man, it's it's on par with Call of Duty 4." You know, <laughs> like this is not this isn't the Last of Us HD remastered. You know, it's not that. But that being said, I cannot think of a time, and I think this this for two reasons. I, I cannot think of a time when I did not know when, what something was. You know? Oh yes, yeah. No, vi- as far as how the visuals served the gameplay. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. You you knew what everything was. You knew what it was gonna do. Yep. Yeah. And I think part of that, the Nintendo's always been. They've had a, a benefit for this, but they've leveraged it well, which is their brand recognition. You mm-hmm. know. So I mean, that's the thing is when I walked in, I may not have known that that Goomba was evil, even though it did definitely like jump up and then aggressively come at me. So that would be like, oh, I don't like that. But um, but at the same point in time, they're like. People are probably, they, you know, like, you know what a Goomba is. You've seen a Chain Chomp before. You've seen some of this stuff. So between that and just, again, the fact that, like, even the penguins, even the horribly, horribly crying, obnoxious, terrible, awful, no good, very bad penguins, right? <laughs> even them, I knew what they were. Yes. Yeah. No, no matter how uh, low fidelity something was, it was still recognizable uh, as, you know, whatever object it was supposed to be. And more importantly, you always knew a piranha plant was going to behave like a piranha plant once you saw how a piranha plant behaved, right? You never then later saw a different piranha plant that you were like, oh, this one looks a little different and I don't know what to expect here. Um, same thing for the the rolly balls, same thing for the way coins move in the world, same thing for the bombs, like the Goombas, every, everything moves in a way that once you learn it, right, because they move in 3D now, but, like, once you see how they move, the next time you see that enemy or that obstacle or whatever, you recognize it. Even to the point of, uh, there's, like, a, I think they're gray and, like, a light orange or dark yellow, the platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all of those, and you see them in the very first level, and they're given to you in a very safe way, right, because they're right over the ground, where when the platform gets to the top, it doesn't smoothly and and parallel to the ground shift from the right side to the left side of the mechanism that's mm-hmm. making it go in a circle it actually flips over at the top right like a like you're turning the page in a book and every single time you see a platform with that checker pattern it moves in that exact same way even if that checker pattern does not fit the surrounding environment they use that as a way to communicate this is how this platform remember way back there to the first place you went this platform is going to move exactly like that platform and that's something nintendo has just always been amazing it's at. just and this it's, time it's over lava as opposed to being over nothing right you know? yeah so it's, it's the their ability to communicate here is how this thing functions uh now every time you see this thing don't be surprised when it functions exactly the same way like that that carried well from 2d to 3d one minor thing that and you know we should probably cover this mechanics but i just want to make sure that we touch on it is um I love the sleeping piranha plants just because, you know, it's like, oh, you got to you gotta sneak up on them, you know. They'd be all super, super sly and super quiet. Or if you get a running jump, you can just dive into them. And murder them. Yeah. And so, like, I remember when I figured that out. And, and, and again, like, you know, I was, like, sneaking up on, like, the third one. I'm like, God, this sucks. You know what? Nintendo's better for this, better than this. Hold my beer. And like just, <laughs> just at the last one, just sprinted and just like full on Superman Mario'd into him. And he died. I was like, yeah, that is the only way I'm going to be interacting with these prana plants moving forward. Yeah. No. I Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, 
There are a lot of times in Mario games, uh, old and new, that I find they almost reward recklessness, where they're like, yeah, you, you can take this super slow, but like, it, it's a video game. Like, just while out, like, have some fun. Um, and I appreciate that. But I'm going to uh, steal your segue and say, like, you talked about the Bowser music, so yeah. let's talk about music now. Okay. <laughs> or, sorry. Let's move on to the audio portion of our program. Why, yes, Lions. I believe that would be a good idea. One of the things that I thought uh, that there there was, was I, I thought that the, the honestly, all of the the music, I mean, this I can't, it's hard for me to di- dissociate myself from my nostalgia, nostalgia goggles because this music is not as iconic as Super Mario World, but it's pretty close. It, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, even for the tiny amount that I played this as a kid, I like when I went into the first little, uh, the, you know, Sex Bob Bomb Kingdom or whatever. It's just like, dun, 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 dun. and I was like, dun, dun. I know exactly where I am. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, how do I have nostalgia for a thing I don't have nostalgia for? <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's super iconic. It yeah, it's weirdly catchy. Very mm-hmm. toe, very toe tappy. It is. It is. And like you know, like the the race music. You know, like do 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 do. You know, like like all of that's just super enjoyable. Um, I felt that it's all very uh tonally appropriate you know like when you're in like the lava level it's not like fun and jumpy and peppy or like ragtime or anything like that it's like kind of like weird and kind of you know um and and yeah and like bowser's music is correct and intense you know especially the bowser castle i guess music the stuff right yeah, the, before the level right before the yeah, fight, yeah. like 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 I got to that, and again, like I didn't get to the final Bowser level, which is, if memory serves, pretty intense. Yeah. Um, but like right when I heard that music, I was just like, like my my grip tightened on the controller a little bit, <laughs> broke out a little bit in the sweat because I was like, oh god, I remember, I remember this, you know, like this is. Huh. So yeah, so I would say the music is stellar. Honestly, I think that that if you're saying like like just looking at the music in and of itself yeah it holds up i listen to this on the radio presently yeah no it, <laughs> and and the thing that nintendo did in this era um that for them was a huge departure is they historically had to prioritize even in in other super mario games they had to prioritize sounds that gave you feedback about your actions or enemy actions in the world over the music. So you might be listening to a song and they're like, Hey, we need that channel to dedicate to this, you know, monster sound or to Mario doing whatever. And so a part of the song, never the whole song, but a part of the song would just get dropped out. Like that instrument was temporarily, you know, they were having a coughing fit or whatever. And so the, the horns don't come in and it's, it, it's like, it's a fine thing. I mean, like we played classic games for this, but like also on our own. And like, it's just a thing you just, you make your peace with it. But in this era and beyond, they didn't have to do that anymore because they had like literally 10 times as many audio channels to like shove sound out into the speakers, even though you're probably playing on a mono television, which is like its own weird thing. But yeah. um, but they could push out music and in-universe sound effects at the exact same time. So every time there was like a catchy tune, I think like almost subconsciously you're like, Oh, but as I play the game, I get to continue listening to the catchy tune. It's never going to drop out when I do a triple jump. It's not going to drop out when a bomb explodes. I'm not going to hear like a weird harmony only version when Mario's yahooing or something like it's. And and that's just like a a little subconscious thing that like you benefit from the leap into the 64 bit era is like not only is this music iconic, 
but I get to hear it. Yeah, which is which is neat. Um, so yeah, so I mean, music, you know, aside from just the fact that it is, it's delicious. Um, you know, it, it uh, nothing, nothing too much more there for for my end. Um, I think the sound effects, again, you know, like as as Nintendo typically does, very much so service the gameplay very well. You know, I think that you know, especially Mario's sound effects, I think are particularly important because um, his, his like the no- like the things he says right yeah like uh, cuz those are really sound effects <laughs> it's not any dialogue like yeah. um but uh it, it are important because like you know like the the you know who wa yahoo like lets you know which which jump, jump you're doing which jump you're on yeah you know which is nice and it's easy to remember um but also to the i got hurt or flubbed it noise you know they they like there's like a difference between like his uh, you know where he like got where you have hit something that will slow you down but will not hurt you right right and then there's the like like owl where you've now done something that will like that has hurt you and is taking away life you yeah. know like those are two different sound effects because they mean two different things and that's all giving you feedback which considering that some of like the camera angles which we'll get to <laughs> are imperfect <laughs> um it's it's helpful because sometimes the camera will be like dead behind you and you won't see the visual of like mario struggling or falling on his butt you know so like but when you hear like that you're like okay i'm down for 1.5 seconds you know and that's important so i i agree with you that they communicate useful information and i will agree with you that most of them actually sound like charming and pleasant like the the wah yeah yahoo or whatever it is for the the jumps yahoo right that Mm -hmm. like on the on the big triple jump um the noise, like when you go to jump into a painting or you go to move uh, like from platform to platform and you flub it and you hit a wall and he goes, uh, that is not the same dude. Like no, <laughs> no amount of evidence can convince me that that isn't like Bill, the cleaning guy who they were like, oh no, we didn't record. Or like, we thought we pressed record when the voice actor was here, but we like the sound file got lost. Or something. Uh, but Bill, Bill, come in here and okay, r- read this line. It just says U H H N. Yeah, it, it's like an like uh, like like you got hit in the stomach. Just just read that. Uh, okay, all right, that's great, that's great. Thanks. Okay, bye. <laughs> like yeah. that, it's, it doesn't sound like the same guy because not just that it's it's lower and that it's like more of a guttural noise than every other noise because even his other getting hurt noises are kind of like like uh like oh no right like they're very Mario. I'm sorry, they're like what. Oh no! I got you. Yeah. Okay, I missed it the first time. Thank you. I'm um, actually. I, I feel like that was almost identical the second time. Really? I don't know. Best out three. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> there was no audio trickery there. If those sound alike, that was actually me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go back and edit it <laughs> the same way. <laughs> it's totally BS, everybody. Um, but but the the uh, when you bang into a wall, not only does it not sound right, but I find it frustrating because. That's the noise of like you suck, like yeah. because you tried to like jump up onto a platform that you didn't realize was too high for your normal jump. You needed the double jump. Uh, like it's just it like it irritated me so so much. And so Did like it, was it the noise that irritated you? Or it was, was the it, failure. Yeah, it was it, your failure. It was the reminder <laughs> of the failure because because if it was like a cute Mario noise, then I'd be like, oh, it's a, it's okay, Mario. We're gonna save that princess. But it's just like Bill the cleaning well, guy because you failed so hard, you knocked the Mario out of him. <laughs> Knock the Mario out of his hair. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely, it's it's the stark reminder of my failure and my continued failure and my ongoing failure. 
but yeah, but they did have a number of like good, good sound effects. Like the, even like the piranhas, you know, they, they make a very distinctive sound, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of enemies when they aggro to you, they make a little like whoop or something like, yeah, like the, the Goomba does almost like a Looney Tunes, like I'm going to start running. Yeah. And then they, and then they'll make like a, a continued noise of like coming towards you. It's like a little, little waddle noise usually. <laughs> yeah. Which again, in a 3d game with an iffy camera, which we'll get to. Um, is super important, right? Because something may be aggroing to you that you're like actually, honest to God, unaware of. Like it is behind you, you yeah. know? And, and this is a thing about sound that I feel like people forget, particularly in video games, is sight, it, it, assuming you have two eyes and you have binocular vision, like sight is a 3D thing, but sound is a 3D thing. Like sound gives you spatial information. So if you were playing this on a 13 inch CRT 12 inch television, like most of us or mono television is what I meant to say at the end, not change the measurement. Um, you know, we just lost 10 subscribers. Because they're of that, they're right? all gone. All yep. gone. I'm yeah. sorry. Because I, that one flub. I understand. I'm I not mad. I, I am just disappointed. I, I empathize with their choice. <laughs> <laughs> if any of you can hear me, I understand. And I forgive you. <laughs> um, but you're getting mono output, but the fact that you can hear the noise at all is a kind of 3D placement information because it's like, well, I don't see it in front of me, but I just heard the Goomba aggro noise. So it's either in my periphery or behind me, right? It's it's not in this front 180 degrees of the circle. It's in the back 180 degrees where I can't see. So even on a mono speaker, you still are getting some kind of like spatial placement information. Um I don't know that I actually agreed with some of the sound choices. Uh, I don't know how like loud, because I mean, you have kids, right? So like a lot of times when we're playing video games, they're down kind of quiet. I try and play with headphones on sometimes to like get better audio. But uh, some of the sparkly sounds, uh, pr- particularly the coin, like mm-hmm. when you when you pick up a coin and when you uh, when you open up a thing that releases the star, mm-hmm. they must have sat down and they were like oh my god we have like a hundred channels of audio we could make this twinkling sound go across 99 of those channels <laughs> and and it's just there's way too much high end on some of those sparkly sounds and it's possible that they mixed those for older televisions and mm. the way you would hear them on a mono television and maybe it did sound different at the time but i noticed when i was playing this time i was like a lot of these have way more treble than they need like there's and you're all th- about that bass i'm all about that bass no trouble um <laughs> But there's there's like the sparkliness and then there's like this high tinniness mm. that a lot of the sparkly visuals that were coupled with those kinds of sounds, like I just found like a tiny bit grating. Mm. Fortunately, they're usually like, it's like a quick burst. Like here's a star, here's a coin. So like it doesn't last long, which helps. But I definitely noticed, I was like, eh, they needed to tone this down, but they were just overexcited. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely, I could definitely see that. And again, it's something I didn't really pick up on because, as you, as you said, like it's not, you're not getting it, getting fed that a lot. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I could see that. The, the one final note I had for for audio, which is something that I definitely didn't pick up on for myself, but the more people that know this, the better. Is that Bowser's laugh and Boo's laugh are the same laugh, and that's kind of awesome. I believe, uh, it's. Bowser's laugh is the actual yeah, it's sound the actual effect, sound. and then for Boo, they sped it up like five times or something. It's just super fast. Exactly, which yeah. I thought, I was like, huh, neat when I found that out, and now now I have a forum to let other people find that out, and so I'm I'm doing my due diligence, you know? When, and, <laughs> you're a good man, Charlie Brown. And you mentioned uh, that Nintendo is smart about saving space on visual assets, and that is probably the best-known 
place they save space on an auditory asset because what they did was they recorded one sound and then every time you hear boo laugh it's actually the same sound that's just being played back faster so they only have to store the one sound in memory right right? and there are definitely other places where they probably did that like oh when you do this thing it's actually these like three noises being played at the same time and if you heard them in isolation you would realize it's the a the b and the c that you hear all the time but when you hear them layered together it sounds like the d right Right. (laughs) i mean childish look whatever we all heard it (laughs) right right like i was right there with you and then all of a sudden like you said you said the final bit and 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 i didn't even see it coming god no it's it's awful 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 (laughs) It's awful. It's, it's a bad. Fam- you should feel bad. It's a family show about a family game. Yeah. Um, God. I mean, I just, I've, been, I've been really good about my cocaine references, too. And you yeah. bring that stuff in. We don't want to get kids onto that stuff. I know, right? But, I mean, once you go Mario, you're definitely going to go Ocarina of I Time. I mean, you've seen his nose, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, anyways. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else yeah, on so, that. So, so, come on, man. Come on. Give, give, me, give, me, give me the camera, man. Ca- camera section? Yeah, let's do the uh, camera. Let's do it. So uh, the camera in this is terrible, and I hate it. And anyone who could possibly defend this is a liar, and I hate them. Um, because here's the thing: we stay scientific. <laughs> yeah, we stay scientific, Jerry. <laughs> so a lot of Rick and Morty in this episode. I, I like, know, I like right? it. Yeah. I like it. No, I'm not complaining. Um, here's the thing: uh, 3D, uh, as you said, it, it's not even quantifiable, right? It's it's yeah. a massive sea change of uh, design considerations, and the camera is probably the biggest one because that was not a thing before. It's not like, oh, how are we going to design platforms? Well, you know what platforms are. You know how to measure jump arcs and how to make like the amount of life you have relative to the amount of damage you take, balance. Those are all things that existed in 2D games. Um, Cameras were not. And the fact that you don't have full control over the camera may be a processor thing. But I don't think so. I don't think so. Honestly, I think, I think I, it was an explicit design choice. And because because I, th- I honestly, I think it's that they didn't honestly think that players could control both at the same time. Yeah, maybe not. Or that they were like, we don't want people to have to do that. Right. Like we want to offload that from them because, you know, I mean, to be fair, what game up until that point did you have to do that? No, none. Exactly. <laughs> none, so, so, none so I mean, games. like it would be a very logical thing to say, like, when, in what game have you had to have complete three-dimensional control of a character and control the camera at the same time that is way too much for any single singular human process we have to take this from them yeah but here's how i know they knew that they had not really cracked it because this is something you know i've been working in technology my whole career and you hear people who are trying to get venture capital funding say all the time like this problem that no one else has been able to solve we cracked it I'm not going to show you or tell you how, but please give me a bunch of money. It has something to do with underpants. (laughs) Always underpants. Uh, And they're electric. I know that they themselves, the designers in this game, did not feel that way about their own camera system because the very first thing they do in the game after you take 20 steps toward the castle is the... How do you say that thing's name? I always said Lakitu. I always said Lakitu, but I'm probably wrong because I, I have a real bad history of trying to pronounce fantasy so sky turtle yeah. comes down and they Th- that's racist <laughs> <laughs> it's what do you call someone who's 
against other people's religions. Just a, is, are they just Creedist? a bigot? Creedist? Yeah. That's Creedist. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's Apollo Creedist. <laughs> um, so, so Sky Turtle comes down, and they had to do this. They had to be like, hey, video game player, cameras are a thing now. Be aware of that, right? Like, they had to introduce players to this mechanic. But the first thing that Sky Turtle does is say, we are professionals. We will be controlling the camera. But if you don't think we're doing a good job, here's how you control it. And and not only can you change a little bit of the Sky Turtle camera, but you can then switch to Mario mode, which gives you an entire secondary set of controls for the camera that are specific to the way th- when the little Mario picture is near the camera. So this almost makes me think like, one designer or one one group of the designers was like, okay, this is the obvious way we should do a camera. And then the other group of designers were like, no, 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 this is the obvious way. And then I guess Shigeru Miyamoto, whoever had to make this decision was like... Put your hands together. No, I think it's worse. I think whoever had to make that decision was like, neither of these feel right. (laughs) (laughs) And then they just shipped both. Nice. And they're like, let's see. So what I think happened was that they said, you know, we, we can't possibly ask this of the player we can't have them doing both period so we're gonna do this and then somebody said like that's really frustrating if you were actually trying to get like a first person like view of your surroundings right if you're really trying to like focus in on that so we need to have them be able to do that too and it's like okay well if we do an alternate camera all that being said um i i'm not going to defend the camera it is it is absolute (laughs) hot garbage i just it's like a thought experiment um, for like the the in-game uh you know like justification of it because again mechanically as a game terrible and, and, and in a way that is, <laughs> is is insidious because you have gotten you all of you are you listening all of you the players have gotten so used to being able to control the camera that the minute that you can't it's like it's almost like losing an arm you know well, and and it fights you sometimes oh yeah where you hit like you know the C, 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 C right, left yeah, or yeah. C right, and it starts to pan and then just pans right back. Yep. And you're just like, "What is happening?" Yeah. Or like you get it to where you want it to be, and then you start moving in a direction, and it immediately sinks like right back to where you didn't want it. Yeah. Absolutely. So here's here's like the thing, and they kind of like allude to it, which is that Mario, like you, you are controlling two different humans, right? Like you're controlling Mario. That's that's you and mario is literally shouting directions at this cameraman like like no give me this angle angle but they like when they're like we're professionals but if you don't think that we're doing it right you know you can redirect us but i don't think that that the the sky turtles like that no you know <laughs> they do so, not. so they like rail like so there's like this like to me like there's this inter inter drama and strife between mario and sky turtle you know and 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 that was kind of my stories you know <laughs> or so i'd be like all right sky turtle i need you to move three degrees to the left the the left i thought you were a professional we are professionals no clearly you're not because i asked you this you don't know what you're talking about this isn't what you pay us for i don't pay you at all you know like (laughs) (laughs) like that but i mean in all honesty like that that little little nugget is like what kept me going through it but holy moly is that frustrating i mean so just by way of some examples in no particular order like uh, one of in uh, there's a thing where you have to like you do a thing and then like it unlocks the star mm-hmm. and then like the monkey there's like a little monkey and he like jumps over and grabs the star and then he knocks it down and then you have to go get it. So I'm playing I'm I'm playing in front of Susan, which honey, if you're listening, I'm 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 so sorry because I don't think she's seen me that upset 
for a while. He is actively <laughs> shaking his head and giving a middle finger right now. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, it's, it's it's really different what he's saying. And, his, and, his voice sounds sorry, but his face says laughter. <laughs> <laughs> There's a smile in his eyes. Um, so, like, I, I, he knocks the star down, and the camera pans completely out of the way so that now 100% of the screen is just the mountain rocky texture. And I just was like, and I'm about to make a lot more work for myself since I'm the one who produces the show, but I was just like, great camera angle, guys. Thanks a lot for that. That's what I need to <laughs> see. I need to see the side of the Yippee! mountain. No, don't need to know where the Yahoo! star is. And then I walked over and like tried to look down to where it might have fallen, but you can't just do that. You can't just freely control the <laughs> camera and look where you need to <laughs> look. So I was like, I'm just going to have to jump down there and hope that not only do I land near the star, but that I don't die on the way like i was like this is broken this is fundamentally broken yep yeah no absolutely and i think that i think that in all honesty uh nintendo learned two things one is that that system don't work and you can clearly point to the fact that they learned that because they never did anything like that again like you know they were like this is this is the way to do it but two i think that you know they there, there's the 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 Toyota concept of true north, which is the idea that like you know it's it's a it's a perfect it's a it's a perfect statement that you will never attain, but it it unifies your vision. And the thing is that you can't beat yourself up from like straying from it. You just have to like recognize that you've strayed from it and then realign. And I think that Mar- the that Nintendo in general is really good at staying to the true north of respecting the player. You know, yes, especially in their main series, yeah, in their games core, like Mario. yeah, in their core IP. That being said, I think that this is with all of the the nuance and and detail and transition that went in from two dimension to three dimension. I think in this area they stopped respecting the player, and they said like no no player could do this, and they didn't even bother giving players the chance to try. Yeah. And because of that, they this is one of the biggest gaping failures in in this game. Like we said, like visuals at, from a sixty four bit era oddly hold up. Sound is is amazing. This breaks it yeah. and and it's a huge problem um and, and so I, you know mo- most of our video game playing i don't know maybe 50 50 but like we play you know playstation era games or playstation 4 era games right like current gen console games um i have a switch which has double thumbsticks playstation controllers have had double thumbsticks forever xbox controllers have had double thumbsticks forever uh the n64 controller has one thumbstick mm-hmm. which is fine but they're being used to modern games. There was that part of me that was like, well, I mean, how would you even control the camera without another thumbstick? Oh, wait, you would use the C buttons mm-hmm. because if you wanted to rotate, you would just hold it longer and it yep. would rotate further. And then if you wanted to stop and you needed a backpedal, you would switch to the other direction and you would rotate it back a little bit. And I know that that would be clunkier than using a second thumbstick, but it really does. I mean, I, I honestly think you're right. I really think they were like, no human could coordinate this way. And maybe the best information they had at the time was that that was true. But I don't think that they actually felt that way. Because if you look in the direction that um, Nintendo controls went from this era on, they had the Nintendo controller, which was beautifully simple. They had the Super Nintendo controller, which added more buttons, but in a way that made them all accessible. They had the N64 controller, which added a thumbstick and a W shape. And then they had the GameCube controller where they were like, what if just crap load of buttons? But those buttons were laid out in a way that 
their size and position helped you identify which button it was. They were shaped slightly differently. They were curved in interesting ways. There were different sizes. Like you could tell a lot about a GameCube controller without ever looking at it, right? Whereas like most controllers, all the buttons look and feel about the same. And then they went to the Wii and they were like, no more buttons. And they've been on this kick ever since where they were just like, what if not controls? And 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 we don't have to go like way down into that rabbit hole because I go way down into that rabbit hole, but... I think this is where it started, where they were like, we don't really trust you to do this. Right. And and so, you know, I think that that's a very, you know, and, and again, I think that it shines through as like the, the, the big failure of this game. So um, you, you good? You good on the camera? I'm good on the camera. Okay. I have other things. To oh, no, I've about. got other stuff, too. I just <laughs> I just knew that, that you have had this like red hot hate for it. And I just want to make sure I want safe space. Yeah. You know, you yeah. got, no, the, I, I will say the amount of time this, and this will be my last uh, camera thing until I come up with more. Uh, I, he, he is, <laughs> he is shaking his head and putting the middle finger. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> the, the amount of times that I died or was seriously set back because of camera shenanigans was experience ruining yeah. like it, it was an experience ruining number of times where i was just like if i had control over the camera or if they were prescriptive here is a fixed resident evil style this is where the camera is in the room if they made those kinds of prescriptive choices or if i had something closer to total control that 90 percent of those oh you died or oh you got thrown way back to the beginning of the level would not have happened well, and I think that this is, and I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how the PlayStation and, and N64 era games go, because this is technically, I mean, you know, like when we were playing, you know, the Nintendo and SNES ones, you know, we were like, oh, let's let's do this. And some of them I played, some of them, some of them only I had played, some of them only you had played, most of them we had both played. The best tests that we have are the ones where one of us has played them, <laughs> right? because then like, like I am looking at it through nostalgia goggles and you are not. Yeah. And I think this is a great support for a requiring nostalgia goggles is because it did not hit me nearly as hard, but simply because you know, I could harken back and like I had already built into my brain the clutches to deal with a lot of that stuff, you know? So like, you know, like my brain just immediately said like, oh yeah, the camera's going to like pan away in some like weird way. Just, just wait through it. It'll come back around, you know? And like, I just knew that. Right. Um, that being said, one of the things I did think that they did well mechanically was, and I don't know for sure because there's so many, so many Mario games. So don't, don't <laughs> at me on this. But that being said, um, life right mm. like this was the introduction of health yeah and yeah. and i think a very important one right because before then as we said with like original super mario bros and uh and or original super all, mario brothers and then mario all the way up through world yeah yeah world right it was just quantized by quantized by power up right yeah. like you could hit like you could hit once maybe twice depending on how powered up you were right but, i mean you had between one to three hit points typically right yeah. this time you've got a ton of hit points six mm -hmm. you have a little pie yeah, yes. So you have six hit points, and it is way easier to get hit points back. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's the weird heart thing mm -hmm. that doesn't make any damn sense, but there's just like a heart around sometimes. Um, coins. Mm -hmm. Coins give you uh, health back, uh, gold and red, uh, and stars, even though they exit you from the level, which maybe we'll talk about that if we have time. But, uh, <laughs> And blue, blue coins as well. Blue um, coins as well. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, that was a very important mechanic. And 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 here's why is because oh, and breathing, mm -hmm. breathing restores all of your health, which is weird. They didn't keep that. 
That changes later. <laughs> no, they didn't. And again, I think that that's the thing where they're like, look, man, we can't give them a billion different bars. This isn't a, a, a resource management game, you know? So they were like, well, we can't give them like a breathing bar. So like, let's just make it life. Well, then they'd have to get the life back when they surface. So then if all of a sudden you're at like one hit point, you just dive into some water, you know, which makes me think that Mario is actually a water elemental, but you know, <laughs> you dive into that headcanon in a little bit. Um, but, uh, but anyways, that being said is that, um, I think that the, the transition to life is very important because the types of things that can hurt you and like what you can be expected to manage in three dimensions is like, I mean, you're managing the same amount. There's just a whole lot more coming at you. Right. So you have to have more depth of errors, like more things or, or actually, uh, there's, it's, um, it's a gradient of failure states, right? Mm-hmm. So, which actually, I, I just saw a thing recently that said, like, what makes for interesting gameplay is if you really want to have an interesting experience, like, even, like, from a role-playing standpoint, is create a, a spectrum of fail states, mm-hmm. right? You know, so, like, uh, where, like, you can, you can a, a good example being that a game I haven't played but that you can probably speak to is... Um, uh, Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid. Oh yes. So like where it's just kind of like the idea is that you can you should be like stealthily moving around and doing whatever. But if a guard kind of a little bit sees you, you can go back into hiding. So that's like the lowest. It is a failure state, but it's the lowest possible failure state, right? And then like things can get really out of hand before you die. But the thing that you're not going to do is like if all of a sudden like you've been spotted and you had to kill that guy, but then somebody else found you and all this sort of stuff, you're not going to stop the game, quit out, and then jump back in because you you've been allowed to reach a failure state that you can recover from. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's death kicks you out of the, that, that attempt. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting caught does it. There are actually, you can play on game modes where that does count as like game over. Um, but most people don't. And, well, and it's not that that's for challenge. That's not the way the game was designed to be. Right. Like I want to be able to take more than one hit because Mario should be tougher than that. Right. And, and what, what this, this, this person was saying, and it, and I promise this will, this will link back <laughs> is, um, is that the idea is that like what some people will do is the minute that something goes wrong, they'll reload a save. So they're saving constantly. Mm. And then they're like, Oh, something, something went wrong. So what you do to prevent people from doing that, to get an actual good gaming experience and a good story is you create a failure spectrum, you know, to where you can fail a little bit, a little bit more, a lot, but it's, you, you, you have to get really bad in the failure state before you'd be like, I can't really recover from this. You know, like it's perma killed three of my people, right. you know, whatever. So I'm going to back out and reload a save. So with with Mario, I think that it was important to increase the spectrum of failure states because otherwise you'd be constantly being booted and then being put back into the level, you yeah. know, and that would create a, a degree of difficulty that is untenable. One of the other things that they did that, that coupled with that, that I thought was very clever because life is, is life, hmm. is the wait time between failure of jumping. You mean like till you can jump again? Till till you can do anything again. So like let's say that you jump and you and you miss it and you hit a wall, right? You've got a one point five second delay before you can do anything, right? Because you gotta mm. you hit the wall, you hit the ground, you get back up, right? Somebody else can come get you during that time. Mm-hmm. Right? Or so like that's like the but the thing is you don't lose any health for that, right? So that's the, the minimum failure state. Right. right. Now there are some failure states where like you'll do that if you do that when there are a bunch of enemies around, chances are they're gonna eat your lunch a little bit and you're gonna lose some health. <laughs> The maximum failure state is when you duff a jump and you fall a great distance because then you squish down. Yeah, and now you're immobilized. You're immobilized. And you got hurt. And you got hurt, <laughs> which is the maximum failure state, which in a platformer makes sense, 
right? You you duffed the platform, right? Yeah. You are now in maximum failure state, which I thought was kind of a clever, and I think probably one of the first times we've seen that kind of like failure spectrum in a video game. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue that any life bar is a kind of spectrum, but it's a it's a less complex kind, right? Like Mega Man could take a bunch of hits, but your fourth hit and your second hit and your eighth hit are all the same. You're just a little bit closer to being dead, right? Whereas in uh, Super Mario 64, like if you, you know, duff a jump and you just do the uh, into the wall, then like, okay, I just, I gotta try, I gotta back up and try again, right? Um, so you lose like a couple seconds, you feel like an idiot, your failures are out there for everyone to see and taunt you about. Um, but that's it. Like, you're not any closer to death, you just lost, well, you, the player, are closer to death because time has passed. Mario's fine. Um, but if you, if you... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's Okay. <laughs> And and for all of our listeners out there, you are closer to death from the first time you started listening to this. So take a deep breath. We all march toward the grave go, together. Go, go hug your loved ones, I guess. I don't know. Just, let's all take just, just a moment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, I know despite making a podcast, you're not a heavy podcast listener. Um, a lot of players, including the one I use, Pocket Cast, which should sponsor us because I like trumpet them super loud. Woo! Um, woo! Uh, Yahoo! Um, <laughs> bucket cat. Um, <laughs> no more for free. Um, they they, uh, uh, they will strip silence for you. So there's a whole bunch of people who, from their point of view, there was no cap there at all. <laughs> huh. yeah. So so that makes it sound like super irreverent and irrespectful because you know, like we were like, all right, a moment of silence. So anyway, yeah, exactly. Yes, Fantastic. exactly. Like that. Yeah. Um, but so like having that that kind of stratified. Uh, way of reminding you that you have screwed up, I think is definitely um, not first of its kind, but certainly first for us. I can't think of any other games that had that well, sort and, of. And first for Mario is what I'm saying is that like, oh, it, was for a, sure. it was the first time where they, where, where, because what they said was again, going from 2d to 3d, they said the failure spectrum of three hit points is way too little. And we can't keep relying on insane number of power. We can't give them power-ups on power-ups on power-ups on power-ups because that's going to get weird and clunky, you know? So it's like, Okay, new idea. Let's add health, which is not in service to the brand, you yeah. know. Which I again, like I, I you know, kind of want Pat Nintendo on the back to be like, what we're doing won't work. So let's do something different. So the thought experiment, and and I'm not trying to crap on Nintendo. I'm just trying to think what this design process would realistically have been like. So uh, they start. They're like, okay, we're going to do 3D. We got to build this brand new game engine. We got to build all these new visuals and everything. How are we going to make Mario look? All these decisions they have to make. When do you think that decision was actually made? Because where I think it might have been made is that people were playing, mm -hmm. and then they got wanged by something that came at them mm -hmm. from behind, from behind the camera that they could not have possibly dodged. Mm -hmm. They died, and they were like, "Yeah, this isn't fun." Yep. Yeah, no, actually, honestly, if I had to guess, right, you know, um, and, and, and I don't think that this is crapping on Nintendo. I think it's actually giving them props, which is it was determined in playtesting, and then they changed the game, you know, which you should yeah. absolutely do. Yes. And you should playtest, you know, where it's just kind of like. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't invent health bars. No, but they, they did. But they realized this was the time they must apply one. Exactly. So, like, basically, they were like, okay, Mario's going to go in, and let's just say, like, there's going to be. Small Mario and big Mario, and then there's all these power-ups, which are rare, which I, we may or may not get to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but that being said, uh, you know, like, there's, like, small Mario, big Mario, let's go, let's do this thing. And then, like, booted from the level. 
booted from the level booted from, and like they're looking at the cycle times of these players and like their success ratios and they're like oh my god they're getting eaten alive <laughs> you know like what what are we gonna do we've we, we've got all of this money sunk into this thing and it's like <laughs> wait wait health bar yes. incentivize that employee you yeah. know no it, it really and i i wouldn't even put it past uh Shigeru Miyamoto and team and comp and friends to, all. to have thought of like in Super Mario Brothers, even up through Super Mario World, because in Super Mario World, like if you have the cape and you take a hit, you don't become small Mario, you become normal Mario. Right. Then you take a hit and now you are small Mario. Then you take a hit and you die. Right. right? So three HP. Yeah. But I, I would not be surprised at all to know that they thought, well, yeah, that Mario's full life bar is three hit points mm -hmm. and now it's six right so the, and they did two things they didn't just give you six hit points they uncoupled the uh power-up mechanic from taking damage mm -hmm. because one a lot of the power-ups make you essentially immortal while you have them and two you don't lose your power-up if you get hit now you just take damage right yeah no i think that that you know as i said is that you know i thought that that was a very smart choice a good transition and clearly one that that they agreed with because they have stuck with it in all mario's sense you know to the point where like you don't really even realize that this switch happened you know at this game you know because it's like you want to play super mario world yeah did super mario have hit points no that'd be weird it's like you play super mario galaxy yeah does he have life bar does he have hit points yeah yes. wait you know yeah. like, if he didn't that'd be weird yeah, right? be yeah weird. no it, it feels appropriate to the universe to the level of difficulty to the fact that sometimes you will get blindsided and there's nothing you could have done about it but you got a lot of life so like it feels appropriate mm -hmm. absolutely but uh what, what else what else you got for me man so i need to talk about two things um and i think we should talk about cycle time here because it, it feels relevant to the the health um i didn't like the cycle time in this and i think it's an artifact of the jump to 3d get good <laughs> yes that's, that's essentially what it feels like they're saying all the time and here's the swear filled diatribes that susan had to sit through minus most of the swears so deep breath kids so when you are doing something in a mario game and i'm, I'm specifically calling out mario games because they are so well known for their level design and being like mechanic a mechanic b mechanic c maybe and now here's some combination of those the things twist yeah, yeah all together right and now usually in a boss fight but like now you have to deal with those things all together right Mega Man also amazing at this sonic used to be okay at this like this is a really important thing in video game design because you have to teach through gameplay. It's 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 a, it's a great thing in learning. Like like you know like I have a friend that is in education and she and I, I kind of like went like I'm like yeah you know most Mario games like you know they'll like give you mechanic A like this new thing but they'll give it to you in a safe space then they give it to you like in a dangerous space and then they give it to you like in a twist where it's like the same mechanic but they've done something completely different with it and then you know and then like normally there's like you know like the, the falling action she's like that's just straight up education like yes. they're just teaching you, you yes know? because they have to right right i mean it, it's it is a it is part of the fun and it is also literally a requirement otherwise the games would be unplayable right so so i don't feel like they had quite dialed in what it meant to screw something up in 3d at this point in mario's history because there are several times where there's a lot of the levels, like if you could, if, if the camera didn't suck and you could zoom way out, you, what you would be able to see is 
oh, this is actually a very small world, but it's laid out in a clever way so that I feel like I'm traversing this huge amount of area. But really, I'm just kind of running in circles or I'm climbing up a spiral or I'm descending, right? It's Into madness. Into madness um, when you stare into the abyss. So there's a lot of that going on, which is great level design. Um, stop staring into my abyss. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you're man, recording just, in the I, same dude, room. I mean, you know what? That's the thing, man, is I was all about thing A, B, and C, yeah. but then I was all about the... Anyways, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so there are several times, and I mean most of the levels where you are ascending, where if you get hit, if you flub a jump, you fall back an unreasonable distance. And here's why the distance is unreasonable. It's not because a bunch of your time is wasted. It's not because now you have to re-traverse all of this level you've already traversed. It's because the thing you screwed up is not part of what you now have to do again. So now you have to waste time reclimbing the mountain, but you're not practicing the thing you just screwed up. So there's just like a 45-second penalty, like, think about what you did before you get to attempt the thing you screwed up before. So... All of these times in like older Mario games and later Mario games for that matter, where they would have said like, oh man, you really messed that up. We're going to put you to right before the first time we showed you that thing so that when you try again, you'll try it again in a safe space, then you'll try it again in a dangerous space, and then you'll try it again with the twist, right? But in Super Mario 64, it's like a lot of the times the first time you see a thing or maybe the second time you see a thing, they're like, oh, you screwed it up. All right, uh, do a couple laps around the house, you know, run around the block and then come back and try again. It's like, how will running around the block teach me how to deal with this problem? It won't. Um, So uh, you're wrong and here's why. No, (laughs) no, I I I, dude, if you can convince, I don't think you can. If you can convince me, that would be amazing. I can't convince you that this is good. I can convince you the clutch that they use to get around it. All right. You don't need all the stars to win the game. So, because I I definitely hit a couple of spaces of what you're talking about. Specifically, the one that I remember was um, it like it was it wasn't enter the volcano, but it was like something. It was like the the lava level where it was yeah. like mm-hmm. where you had like again it was an ascending level for yeah. sure. Right? Oh, and then with the poles, yeah, that is enter the volcano. That was it. Yeah. Oh, great, or uh, it into the volcano or whatever. But yes, I think it's I elevator exa- in the volcano because enter the volcano is the first time you climb up a little bit. Oh, the one with the yeah. poles is like elevator because you get onto one of those things and it goes up. Yes. Anyways, so that's the thing. Is that like I jumped onto one of the the, the, the poles and and again to your credit, the camera angles and jumping from pole to pole completely unbearable and in part because you don't get the shadow typically in between yeah because you're up in the air yeah so which makes sense like physically but not in game um so anyway so you you know i jumped i missed that jump right hit the lava tagged 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 down outer level abandoned it forever moved on you know (sighs) okay so so I'm not saying my, that, I'm not saying that that's right, but I'm saying that that's where they were just kind of like, look, man, some of these stars, and 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 I may be wrong on this because I definitely haven't done the, the the legwork on it, but I would guess that a lot of those stars were like, you know, they're using like really high level skill stuff are the later stars, and the, right. so that way, like, you know, it's like star five or six, where it's like, yeah, you want to clear out this level, do this thing. Now it should be challenge based for challenge based, not challenge based because it's broken. But that being said, is they were just kind of like, look, uh, you know, just don't then don't do it. Yeah. So my my pushback on that, because I I think you are probably right, but my pushback would be two things. One, 
they do not nearly heavily communicate enough in a game that shoves a lot of information in your face via signs. Um, they do yeah, not nearly yeah, heavily like communicate enough. Hey, you don't you don't need all these. Like yeah. you can just get some in every course. Did you realize they're called courses? That's weird. <laughs> um, but like you know, in, and I think they've always been called courses, and it's still weird. Or maybe after like Mario One, it, well, um, because because okay, it's because it's a TV show, right? Ah! Yeah, no, it is. It's because it's a TV <laughs> show. This is all for our entertainment. Yeah. And you know, like like it's like you know, like I think that that you have voters at home, and they like upvote like which course. Yeah. They yeah it's uh, it's like uh, it's, it's Mario Ninja Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but they they don't push in your face nearly enough. Like you could stop like just stop like stop torturing yourself and on the flip side they do mildly incentivize you to try again because inside a lot of the courses you like in into the volcano or whatever the hell it's called you have to jump into the volcano to get to that part where the poles are if you die and you get kicked out of the level and you go back into that painting do you start outside the level no you start in the volcano so they're trying to communicate to you like hey give it another shot and it's like but the part I screwed up was the poles. I don't have any way to practice that until I get back to the part I screwed up where the penalty for failure is death. Mm-hmm. And like that just feels like across the courses, they they consistently performed below Mario quality expectations in providing a safe place to learn a skill on the way. It needs to be on the way to the place where it's going to be more challenging to use that skill. And, and to be fair, when you say by Mario standards, you're saying by literally the greatest standards right. in game design. By the standard. Yes. You know, like everyone else Mario calibrates. Yeah. The standard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I understand, like, I'm using a very difficult yardstick to to measure up to on a place where they had all of these new things, new technology, new dimension, new everything that they had to deal with. Um but it, it's still, it, I mean, it honestly broke the experience for me, which is why I'm being so hard on it. Because there were stars that I abandoned, not because I was like, this is beyond my skill level. There were stars that I abandoned because the I just... The game's broken. Yeah I, was just, yeah, I was just like, I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to have to put in the amount of work to get all the way back there again, figure out how to make the camera not be a schmuck about everything. Like, it just it just felt like they were asking too much. And and I think that again, uh, you know, just to continue clash lances because we don't do this very often. Most of the time, we're pretty aligned. Um, so I think this, that this is what people show up for. Yeah, this is this is, um, and it's nice that we're physically in person because at some point you just can hear like mics getting knocked out of the way and like just like random like slamming and grunting in the background. And go to the uh, was it like the technical difficulties like. <laughs> <laughs> which we could have just edited out but, <laughs> right. you know like it's like no 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 we, we, we we're professionals yeah, yeah. we commit to the true, bit true to form um but uh but no is it that you know and again i played the game before but to even just refresh my memory the first thing i did was i walk into like the big great room you know mm-hmm. and i see a whole bunch of doors and stuff so you know like i i went into like a rando door started messing around right but then like i was like oh cool i'm getting stars and stuff so i started exploring different doors and eventually you know it it within the first half an hour i'd say in a game this long right is i went to the big star door and it's like you need eight stars or however many to get this i was like oh well i need eight stars there's like five rooms in here so like the minute i got like stuck at a room i was like i'm just gonna go to another room and then you know i did that and before i I knew it i I had eight stars so i went and did that thing and i came back it's like now you need 30 stars and it's like oh all right, well, you know let's just i'm just gonna keep doing that so they do they do telegraph it a little bit so that's what i think my, like I said, I, again, I think that you are right in the sense that you should only quit 
trying because you believe that it's something that you can't do because you can't do it, not because the game is impeding you from doing it. Right. Agree completely with that. I think that basically what happened was they were just kind of like, look, man, we're, we're, we're trying so hard to be the hero, <laughs> you know? Like, they're just really trying to, like, make this 3D game, and it's just like, we can't, look, man, this, this, this level's just broken, you know? Like, this level's, like, look at all these broken levels. Like, what are we to do? It's like, don't, just don't make it mandatory, you know? Just, yeah. just sprinkle a whole bunch of extra stars in there so if they don't like it, they don't have to play it, you know? Well, and okay, so this is uh, a, a positive thing that I wanted to tease apart if we have time. So I, I will I will quit my whinging to have a positive discussion with you for a minute, which is uh, exactly what Coward. you're talking <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that's broken. Like, I don't know what else to say there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but you, you just touched on something that not only I think is super right about the difficulty curve in the game, but has gone on to be the defining characteristic of basically every later Mario game, which is before Super Mario 64, all, so you know Super Mario Brothers, also Super Mario Land on the Game Boy, Super Mario World on Super Nintendo, like all of those Marios were straight up, you start here, you finish here, get from here to there, and then that that's the game, right? Sometimes there are like some secrets along the way, but like it is very linear. Like those secrets yeah. are are typically even visually shown as outcroppings. Right. You know? Yeah. L- linear and a a pure platformer. Like yeah. the challenge is in jumping on stuff and not getting hit by stuff while you jump on stuff. F- fun side note. Um, this does directly tie in. Is I was thinking about it recently. Is that a platformer? Right. Is about navigating in in be, being given free access to x number of dimensions and being able to deftly navigate in the dimension above that hmm. yeah. and then like I, like i just like i was talking to somebody about it i was like yeah because like in mario you move in one dimension and the skill is being able to deftly navigate in two in you know a three-dimensional platformer you're given free access to the first two dimensions you know and then it's your ability to navigate through the third right the, re- what, what, the reason why it came up is because we were talking about the fact that you know uh, Yoshi um, in Super Mario World, like the flying Yoshi and the super cape. And they were like, yeah, sometimes that can make make the game completely broken. I'm like, yeah, being given unfettered access to the higher dimension, yeah, it yeah. screws up the game, you know? like yeah. or And, it, and that's kind of the what they're there for. Exactly. Be- because there are levels where you cannot fly over them with the cape or in Super Mario 3, like with the P-Wing, right? Like right. you have to, it's like, no, no, this level's underground yeah. where there's a ceiling. You need to navigate it. Yeah, you have to be able to. But I thought that was just kind of an interesting way to frame it. It's, it's like you're given this many dimensions. You're asked to navigate deftly in the dimension above that. And that is all platformers. Yeah. So the the difference between all of those platformers and uh, the, the Super Mario 64 and beyond platformers is getting from point A to point B was the objective. Getting from point A to point B is the objective in 3D Mario. But like they added an additional axis, they added six point b's right now you have b b sub two b sub three b sub four and and this is important for a couple of reasons because uh one they have now changed the nature of mario from being a race from the start to the finish to being a world you explore right it's like here is a thing that exists and you are exploring it and looking around and finding red coins and finding stars and finding enemies to defeat and finding sex bombs to talk to who help you, right? Like they introduced an entire social mechanic to Mario that had never existed before because you're exploring these little Island worlds, right? These little, little courses. And, 
uh, along with that is now that there's all of these multiple destinations, Mario is now a collectathon. And this is what made me think about this from your earlier point. It's like, you can just ignore some of the stars. You don't have to collect them all. You could I mean, you do. Well, yes. <laughs> so in, <laughs> Therein, as the bard would say, lies the rub. But I mean, in, in Super Mario Brothers, you couldn't just decide like... I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with it. That is not an option, right? Whereas in, in Super Mario 64, you can say like, this is annoying me. I'm going to go somewhere else and do something different. And that totally changes the nature of Mario. And every Mario game since Super Mario 64 has followed that formula. Three dimensions didn't just introduce additional like courses you could (laughs) paths you could navigate in the course but it introduced different ending points because when you pick up a star it kicks you out of the course you get your health back it plays a little victory like and then you can choose to go back in the course or you can piss off to somewhere else and if you choose to go back this is also when they introduced the idea of now the course is a little different. Now you talk to the bomb guy, and now the, there's cannons you can use, which lets you access this other area you couldn't get to before. And there's a star up there because you need to collect all the red coins, right? So they introduced this kind of like feeling that you are part of this much larger world, not that you are running a race. And I didn't ever think, because I mean, I've played all the modern Mario games and I've played all of the old Mario games and I never really thought about when that change happened. And I think it's because I didn't play Super Mario 64 as a kid, but like now seeing like we played Super Mario World, we've now played Super Mario 64. I was like, oh, not only did this change happen, not only is this a really well thought out and clever change, but I'm really glad they made this change because just running races over and over would get boring which is why i don't like any of the new 2d super mario games because they're boring to me it's just like what's another way we can put these six platforms together that makes them slightly more challenging what's another way we could put these six platforms plus a fire that shoots out of the lava which makes the timing a little trickier like i just like i've seen the best they could do in super mario world like super mario was the pinnacle of the 2d platforming idea and this introduction of not only the third dimension, but all of these new things that that allowed them to it's novel, it's novel. And it has stayed novel because it's, it's exponentially more freedom to be creative. Well, and I think that the kind of what you're, you're hitting upon is that it, it more, cause bef- up until that point, right. Super Mario appealed to one player type, the achiever, right? Yeah. That, that was it, man. You got from point A to point B, you beat the game, you killed Bowser, you know, rescue this, defeat that. Right. <laughs> Period. That's the game. Right. Check. Check. Go check, to sleep. Check. Yeah. Go. You're done. Peace. You're out. You're Batman. And they even <laughs> gave you like like cheat ways to do that. You know, like in the fence, like you could warp to warp the end. pipes. Yeah. The flute. Yeah. All that stuff. You know, so you could literally, you know, like like appease the achiever because you're like I, the achiever, I'm not challenged by this, so I need to go like get these new new achievements, these new accolades. Um, and so what they did here is they were like, okay, what if we wanted to rope in explorers as well? You know. Like people who, so like the achiever may play through everything because they want all of the stars or they want to beat it in the fastest time or right. what have you, right? But now the explorer is like, all these new goals. Yeah, but now the explorer is like, well, 
I just want to see the world, you know, like, so I'm just going to go for this star. Maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. But, you know, like, I want to, like, see this and see that, you know, and like, you're exploring these things. You're exploring these worlds. You're exploring the game mechanics, you know. Um, so they're, they're like, kind of, like, roping that in. Like, even though it's 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 not even close to what a social mechanic would be, you just say that, like, you know, like, you, you talk to people. You interact. They are all NPCs. You know, there's not, like, a Mario MMO. There should be a Mario. That's not the point. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the point is that, you know, like, like there is, you know, as opposed to in Mario where there was, like, maybe a singular sign that, like, gave you direct, like, dialogue. You know, like, now there are, like, some NPCs you can talk to that just deliver random dialogue, which, again, you know, like, is a, a drop in the bucket for what socializers need. But it does give you a mild component of that, you know. Well, and, and it it took a world you interacted with in almost no ways, right? Because Super Mario World had some, like, you step on a Switch and it tells you what a Switch does. And there's a couple of signs, literally in the entire game, there's like two or three signs. But Super Mario 64, there's like crap all over the place. People talk to you, there's signs you read everywhere. There's freaking toads that, like, ghost hide in corners. That's a weird thing. You know, actually, (sighs) sorry, I'm not thinking that a better better thing isn't isn't that they're starting to add more and more... um, you know, narrative components, yes. you know, yeah, it, it, it is more narrative. It than is. Social. Yeah. It's better than socializer, yeah. but yeah, like, like out of the seven, you know, yeah. um, core, Sims. core aesthetics, right. It, it's, they're, they're adding a little bit more world building a little bit more, you know, maybe a little bit, I don't know whether it falls more into narrative or more into like fantasy, you know, but like, like it's, it's a little bit more world building, Yeah, you know? And, and, uh, I just want to say this before I forget, um, if they do make a Mario, Online, yes. Uh, they need to call it M Mario, because then you got your two M's and the O on the end, right? Yeah. So like M, capital M, capital M, lowercase A R I, capital O. Ugh. Yeah. At us, Nintendo. <laughs> Look, you all heard it. We came up with it first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It it is uh, Friday, uh, November twenty third, I think, at eight. 18 p.m. Uh, mountain Time. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's ours. <laughs> um, so there, there's one other thing I want to... and If you, if you want to go way into this, we can, but I just need to make sure I get this complaint out of my system because I should have brought this up in visuals, but I feel like it's more mechanical in nature. Um, so the camera... No. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got to talk more about this camera. No, so... So um, one of the things, uh, 3D graphics, uh, for people who are not graphicists, they're made up of polygons, right? So lots of triangles, triangles everywhere, which means when you have a shape that is literally made of polygons, like, say, pyramid, um, it matters where the edges of those different surfaces are. And this is a game-breaking mechanic that I, I came really close to breaking one of my controllers like i'm not proud to admit that but just to give you an idea of like how angry i was like i did the full like into the ground in front of me with one of my controllers that's why you're red lantern man yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not proud of it not saying anyone should behave that way or reward me for it but it it happened yeah so so um in uh like one of the desert levels you uh there's like a star on top of the pyramid yeah and you have to walk around the pyramid and each time you jump up to the next little uh walkway it's slightly narrower mm-hmm. well in because there are slopes in uh mario 64 
they introduced a little sliding animation. And the little sliding animation takes a second to exit. So, like, once you start sliding, you can jump and jump to your feet, but it, it takes a second. And so help you God if you allow the animation to play all the way through. It takes a thousand years. So when you're walking up this little narrow walkway, you would think, like, if you were a real human walking on a real narrow walkway with a pit of death to your right and the safety of the pyramid on your left, you would lean against the pyramid. You wouldn't have to because you're Mario. Because you're Mario. So you, but you would like, that would be like your guiding, right? Yeah. So like if you're going to trip, you want to trip into the pyramid, not into the death. No, pit. I, I would be hugging that pyramid so hard. It would assume that I was its best friend from college. Yeah. So they made a slope uh, of the pyramid. Like they specifically added the code that like, if you, touch this slope we are going to initiate the sliding mechanic because you cannot stand on this slope the thing is you only have to put the tiny teeny ditty little bittiest edge of your boot on that slope and it initiates the full sliding animation and now you're on a narrow walkway and if you do not time your little corrective jump exactly right you go careening to your death and we've talked about this i don't end number of other times where it's like you know, let me make the enemy's first bullet always miss. Let me take an extra step off the platform. Because, always err in the favor of the player. Yes, because it's more fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just more fun for the world to gently favor me. Well, because it makes you kind of feel a little bit more heroic. Just a little bit. Not, I mean, again, like, there's no difference between a perfect illusion and, you right. know, and reality. Um, and actually, a, a quick tangent um i was playing Mega Man 11 hmm. and one of the things that like the, about the third or fourth time I, I got so frustrated because like <laughs> i just i like ran, i was running against like a thing and i was super stressed and i jumped and it didn't register the jump and i just fell to my death i was like i was i was so frustrated and i went the coyote physics are off yeah the game's not wrong i'm wrong it feels wrong the coyote physics are off yes and and this is exactly the problem is when, you know, because they have to tell, they have to program, here's how a wall functions, here's how the ground functions, here's how the water functions, which is another thing I could complain about. Um, but with the slopes, they said, here is how a slope functions. And then if you imagine, if you have ever walked next to a slope surface, like a steep hill or something, just imagine if you rested your hand on the hill at shoulder height, and then you immediately fell to your stomach. Because that is what happens in Super Mario 64, because the initiate the slope animation code goes all the way to where the slope meets the flat surface. And it shouldn't. It should go like 75% of Mario's height or better up before that starts. So that if you try to jump onto the slope and run up the slope, the game can say, "Uh uh-uh, and make you slide to your death. And that's how you learn that you can't walk on slopes that steep. But to just say, if you interact with it at all, if the a loose thread on your giant perfect circle fist glove touches the slope, you fall on your stomach and slide to your death, that's not fun. And, and it's one of those things where I want to crap on them for making that decision, but I am positive that that was either unintentional or just a full-on, like, well, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a slope. Like the, the code for the slope goes all the way to where the slope ends. I, I am confident that that was unintentional. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't, I'm, but it's one of those things where, because after I was done, like, I didn't get anywhere close to beating this game because I rage quit. 
at one point where I was just like, because I thought you only needed 50 stars. Don't bury the lead. You only, <laughs> you, you did it earlier and I didn't even call you on it. It's true. <laughs> I thought you only need 50 stars. You actually need 70. So I was just like, I've seen enough. I've learned all I needed to learn to do my job as a podcaster. Um, and then I literally put the N64 controller down and I picked my Nintendo Switch Pro Controller up, and I booted up Super Mario Odyssey, and I won't bore you with the list, but I then probably spent the next 15 to 30 minutes showing Susan all of the things they have fixed in Mario since Super Mario 64, because I was just like, oh, look, when I do this, this happens. Look, when I do this, this happens. Look, the camera won't let me fish it all the way through a wall, because then I wouldn't be able to see what Mario's doing. Like, just all of these little things that... I, I did that because it made me feel justified, right? I was like, Nintendo clearly agrees with me because they fixed all the things I'm complaining about. I mean, you just needed to figure out what Nintendo does because you knew what Nintendo didn't. It's Nintendo. <laughs> right? Did you really just do that by accident? What? That was it. That was in the early '90s. That was the Genesis. I it was, Genesis does what Nintendo doesn't. No, what Nintendo? Slap it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- all that being said, I mean, you know, I know like like deep, deep soul-searching moment here, man. Did it hold up? No. No. <laughs> no, so here's the thing. I, I, I want to be very clear on this um, because we – sometimes we've been muddy about this and eh, whatever. It's an exercise for the reader. But I want to be very clear – the game performs exactly today as it does in your memory. Mm-hmm. And so if you have those memories, I think you could go back and play this game and deal with all of the rough edges and have a perfectly serviceable experience. I don't. I don't have those memories. And that's why I feel like more than any game we've probably played so far, you must have nostalgia goggles to play super mario 64 because super mario 64 unfortunately exists in a universe that has super mario odyssey and super mario galaxy and even super mario sunshine like games that are everything super mario 64 was laying the foundation for i mean it even it even lives in a universe where unfortunately we have luigi's mansion you know exactly right like Like, that's the universe (laughs) that's the darkest timeline that we live in like we've got all these great mario games and (laughs) luigi's mansion you know um one of the worst i think didn't they find some correlation between fans of luigi's mansion and serial killers i feel like i read that oh i'm confident that there's been several published studies on that like like if you like luigi's mansion you are five times more likely to be a serial killer yeah no that that seems peer-reviewed absolutely Um, but but th- this is my problem, is if you played Super Mario 64 when it was new or early in your game's literacy, and then you worked your way up to Super Mario Odyssey, you could look back and remember it fondly. If you played Super Mario Sunshine, which I did, and you played Super Mario Galaxy, which I did, and you skipped two because it was way harder, and then <laughs> <laughs> you played Super Mario Odyssey, which I love to death, and they're all basically the same game they're all 3d collect-a-thon platformers with an open world where you have these little set pieces you get to explore they're all basically the same game but they're all increasingly refined increasingly polished increasingly well thought out well developed experiences and to go back to proto 3d mario which is essentially what this is without having been there when he evolved nostalgic goggles required required yeah i i would say that like because normally when i'm talking about this like who, who would i recommend recommend this game to and the only two people are people who have nostalgia for it which is 
decidedly nostalgia goggles. Or like if you want to watch the fish learn how to walk, <laughs> like I really think that this is a good experience in that. Like if you haven't played it, but you're like, I want to see where it all kind of came from, you know? A lot of times people would go back to like like Super Mario Brothers, you know, and say like, yes, this is where it all came from. It's like, yeah, kind of. Th- this is where Super Mario World all came from, right? All the 2D Super Marios were leading up to Super Mario World. Yes, and that that is that is the you know like technological like adroit society that is traveling the stars. That's the <laughs> the what is it tier three civilization? Yes. You know like that's that's Super Mario World. And then they said like, what if different? What if rebirth? You know? And then it was born again. You know like and now we're watching like the bacteria like slowly you know become symbiotic with the mitochondria <laughs> and like create the first cell. You know. It's not perfect. It's not even semi-perfect, but it is a cell, right? So, I mean, that's the thing is that, honestly, if you wanted to see that happen, I would say absolutely play it. If you have personal nostalgic goggles for this, absolutely play it. But if you don't have all of that, you're just kind of kind of be like, Mario, Mari, no. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head from the time that you spent traversing the land. Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creeping with the end of a smile. 